Is Margaritaville a deep cut? No. Is it a great song? Yes. Is it iconic and timeless? Hell yes. Hello and welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Songlines and Tanlines podcast. A place to take a momentary break from your day-to-day routine. Now, let's get into this week's song. This is a new segment I want to start doing on this podcast. And before you get upset, let me say this. I haven't abandoned the deep cuts. I haven't, I promise. But this week I want to explore the song Margaritaville. Once I change the name of this podcast, listen to the Changing Channels episode for the reason why, the creative floodgates opened and the idea of exploring the songs you know by heart popped into my head. Now here we are, standing on the threshold of a brand new experience, ready to explore this massive song, this parrothead anthem. Let's waste away for a moment and then jump into the nuts and bolts of this episode. Anybody see my little shaker of salt? Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered with oil Strumming my six string On my front porch swing Smell those shrimp there one of those songs that still gives me joy every time I hear it. And I am not saying that because I run this podcast and I'm a paired head and all that jazz. The song works and it continues to work every time I hear it. Is it my number one song? No. Is it in my top 20 of Jimmy's songs? Probably not. As much as I love and enjoy this song, I wouldn't say it was in my top 20, but it's damn close to the top 20. Easily in my top 30. I can't imagine more of a nightmare scenario than trying to make a top 20 Buffett list or top 30. I shudder thinking of it. That is the stuff of vivid nightmares. And now on to the song and concert facts of this episode. This song was written by Jimmy, and there are many great articles surrounding where and when he wrote it. Here are a few of them I found on the web. This is from GroovyHistory.com While hanging out in Key West, Jimmy noticed a large influx of tourists in what was essentially a pirate's cove, and the idea stuck with him. But the lyrics and melody didn't come to Buffett until he tried a new, to him at least, drink in Austin, Texas. People have been drinking margaritas for decades, but in early 1976, the concept of tequila, lime, and a little salt was earth-shattering for the singer. After downing a few margs at Lung's Cochina del Sur on Anderson Lane, Sadly, it's no more, according to this article. Jimmy and his band knocked out a rough sketch of the song. Back in Key West, Buffett once again found himself lamenting the touristy vibe of the area 
and finished writing a song he titled Margaritaville. And the article on that site goes on from there with this bit of knowledge that is new to me. Buffett appeared on CMT Crossroads with the Zac Brown Band and revealed that the song was set to be recorded by Elvis. Yes, that Elvis. As cool as it would have been for the King to record one of Buffett's songs, it wouldn't have been the same thing. Presley passed away the year he was going to record Margaritaville, so Buffett held on to the song. The things you learn, right? What would an Elvis version be like? It would really change the vibe of the song. And this nugget comes from songfacts.com. Buffett wrote this song in Key West, Florida, after he finished a tour with his group, the Coral Reefer Band. They had just toured Texas, and Buffett spent some time drinking margaritas in a Mexican restaurant with a friend before going back to Key West. When he got there, he sat at the old Anchor Inn, watching Gridlock on the Roads, and used it as inspiration as he composed the song. This is why I want to explore his hits. I want to see where these songs come from how they came to be, and I hope you enjoy learning that stuff as well. Now, the big question is, the big, huge question, has this song been played in concert or not? Are you ready for the answer? Fingers crossed, palm sweating, anticipation almost unbearable? Survey says, nope, not once, zip zero nada. And if you believe that, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. This one is the biggest, the king cheese, the head enchilada, the song that has been played the most in concert. Come Monday is a close second, and A Pirate Looks at 40 is third, according to Setlist FM. And do you know how many times Margaritaville has been played according to that site? You guys sitting down for this one? As of this writing, it has been played 1,190 times in concert. That number will probably change once this episode drops. It will probably be more. No wonder Jimmy changes this one up from time to time. That's a lot. I wonder what he thinks about why he's singing this song. I know he doesn't even have to think of the lyrics anymore. The song is so a part of him, it is all muscle memory now. He starts the song and his body does the rest. This song reached number 8 on the Hot 100, number 13 on the country charts, and number 1 on the adult chart, which is probably the adult contemporary chart. Thanks BuffettNews.com for that information. And that's a great site to surf when you have a bit of extra time. That is one of my go-to sites. Before I started this script, I asked myself this question. Who has covered this song? I thought that might be something interesting to explore. And I knew the list would be long, but I had no idea how long. I searched Spotify and the list was too long to mention in its entirety. But here are the notable covers. Sammy Hagar and Toby Keith, Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett, Brett Michaels and Jimmy Buffett, yes, that Brett Michaels, the one from Poison, all did duets of this song together. Bertie Higgins, the guy who did Key Largo, put his own spin on it. And a group called the Hollow Phonics did an interesting cover of it. Oh, shit. 
that's a great version, but my favorite cover of this one is by Todd Snyder. I can't stop listening to it. Love, 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 love this version. Here it is. cocaine jimmy used that verse in margaritaville on the you had to be there album that was cool to hear it instantly gave that song a little more credit in my mind the other covers are basic covers with a few splashes of uniqueness but todd's version actually unearths a lost verse but not the lost verse that was on the original version of this song did you know margaritaville had an extra verse did you fellow parrot heads it goes something like this Old men in tank tops, cruising the gift shops, checking out chiquitas down by the shore. They dream about weight loss, wish they could be their own boss. Those three-day vacations become such a bore. I like it, and I wish it would have stayed in the song. I think, from what I've read, that the line was cut because of time. Songs had to be a certain length at one point in time in order to be on the radio. That's why they cut it. I've also heard this song has a darker meaning to it. I read through the lyrics, and I can see it. But it's only a little bit of darkness, not a lot. The song is kind of easy breezy, just a guy chilling, enjoying the coast, watching the tourists flock. He's not sure why he stayed so long, doesn't seem to mind that he has. All seems okay in paradise, but then you get to this part of the song, and I think it is here where it all starts to change. I blew out my flip-flop, stepped on a pop-top, Cut my heel, had to cruise on back home. All was going okay until he blew out his flip-flop, and that to me is where I think his good luck ran out. He then cut his heel with one of those old pop-tops, and it all spiraled out of control, to the point that he had to hang up paradise and head home. But the song lightens again. The man may be back home, stuck in a terrible job, back in the rat race, but there is hope, because the next part of the lyrics say this. But there's booze in the blender, and soon it will render that frozen concoction that helps me hang on. So yes, there is a bit of darkness in this song, but I think overall this song is positive and upbeat. It is basically telling you to make the best out of a bad situation, kind of like No Plane on Sunday, which I covered eons ago. Let me go ahead and seal up this episode right here. Time to go look for my lost shaker of salt. Need another podcast? Audible Ecstasy Podcast is another one I am a part of. 
available wherever you get your podcasts from. Email is zombiebeach3 at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts about this episode or previous episodes, or if you just need to spill your conch shell about anything at all. And let me leave you with something to think about. Elvis almost had Margaritaville, but he died before he could record it. Jimmy made it, and look where he is now. And I have read that because Jim Croce died, they needed an artist to fill his void. And guess who got the nod? Jimmy Buffett. The weird thing to me, anyway, is that Jimmy has built a career on living a great, fun, and carefree life. That's what gave him his empire. But two of the darker moments in music history helped to build Jimmy's career. That, to me, seems kind of strange, that out of so much darkness, a ray of light shined through. Ponder on that for the week, and I will see you back here next Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Time to set sail. Thanks for listening.